Canyon Mountain and leave her for her other friends, the wolves. What? What kind of shit is that? They didn't do it. When she died, they did not do that. They called the coroner. Yeah. Man, that's, that's a weird story. God, yeah. this movie's less interesting than uh, everyone involved in it. She's full of weird stories. She has a car accident. She was on the set of uh, a, a television series that was called Nancy Drew and Her Daughters. And on the <laughs> it's not set, called Nancy Drew and Her Daughter. And Nancy Drew and Her TV Daughter. Show. All right. Uh, 1990, on the set of a television series, Nancy Drew and Her Daughter. Oh, give me a fucking play. break. It can't be the title. <laughs> she had a serious car accident, which left her partially paralyzed as a result of a spinal injury. This was Jesus. December of 90, so she went into 91 paralyzed. It was temporary, but that doesn't mean it was easy. She had financial difficulties. She couldn't work for two years as she was paralyzed. She got over $800,000 in debt. She tried to sue the, the company that had the car crash and she lost because she tried to sue them she couldn't get workers workmen's compensation and even pay a little bit of debt with that she was no, really just so do you do you realize like uh this was two years after Lois lane by the way i'm sorry yeah, do i realize but what? i was gonna say uh clark kent the actor who portrayed superman yeah was paralyzed as well wasn't he Yes, he was, of, wasn't he, of course. Oh, I gotta show you, this is Orly Flats. You remember him from Godfather 1 and 2? Yeah. Oh my nasty. God, that's crazy. Yeah. So this is 75 and 2 is 74, right? So this is like prime him. This is prime him and he's fresh out of Taxi Driver with, uh, with um, I almost said Danny DeVito, uh, with Robert De Niro, he was the dispatcher. You know, his oh, wow. name. Right, he was in Rocky as the that loan shark guy that Rocky was wouldn't work for. He was in every mid seventies movie. So just yeah, he was in Godfather one and two. His name is Joe Spinell, uh, which it really should be Spinelli. Yes, yeah, Senator, a lot of buffers. The family had a lot of buffers. <laughs> <laughs> now this guy's been lying asleep the whole entire movie, right? I mean, he was no, no, no. He's showing up now saying. I have this, you know, my supervisor was so pleased with my, let me put him on. He's got, he won a fishing boat charter. It was prepaid. Here's his phone. Oh. <laughs> Listen how East Coast he is. Yeah. He has an East Coast vibe to him, right? Like just the, yeah. his composure. Now they say that he is a visitor, you know, but it's from another place in Florida. It's, I don't know. Now Florida has a lot of transplants, but these guys don't mention growing up in the Northeast. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, he's a, he's a true gem in this film. <laughs> this film, is something gonna happen in this movie, Carl? Uh, no, no. So this is Margot Kidder. I listened to an interview of her just until I got the part of this movie and then I turned it off. Uh -huh. uh, he went, she went to the audition and she fell in love with the director, Thomas, uh, what the McCary? Yeah, McWayne. I, I gotta write that down because I just like him as a character. I don't even know his name. Thomas <laughs> McWayne, he's the director to me. 
So she fell in love with him and she thought she blew the audition because she was nervous around him. Now she's a 22 year old woman, you know what I mean? Like this makes yeah. sense. But so she called up saying, please may I have a re-audition? And he goes, See, you did great, honey. And he asked on a date. He's married, he's a married guy. He's in a place. Listen, if you have the trust that being a threesome, you should fucking honor yeah. that. You, if you have the trust of a threesome, yeah. you need to be a good guy and not yeah. cheat on your threesome, you ass. Right. People, so, people cheat because they're not a threesome. They're by the time the film was over, they were, you know, they were boyfriend and girlfriend, and his marriage was wrecked. And sh they married and moved to Montana. And the thing That's is, Margot Kidder in the in the interview, Margot Kidder is like being so she's sparing her soul. She was oblivious to the fact that she was a homewrecker. She had destroyed a family. I mean, he had a kid with Jimmy Buffett's sister. She, she you know what I mean? She was uh, she was selfish. She didn't care about them. She did. She just wanted. I, I got it. I won. He's my husband now. And they moved to Montana, and they she quickly got pregnant. And it wasn't a mistake. They wanted to get pregnant. Yeah. Now she well, says in the interview that the fights in their marriage were like about her being a housewife. You know cooking right. she's not allowed to work they had lots and lots of fights and she says we were both too selfish and stupid to work it out now i think that's just about being young but so anyway tom this asshole tom he reads her journals and she gets really pissed about her like past you know love life or whatever and she insists that she burn them and, and margot does to like try to save her marriage and that's when she was like, I've destroyed a part of my life. And she, I mean, it was depressing. And she was already like, you know, she would get, it isn't really depressed, it's bipolar. But when you're the down part of bipolar, it's depression. Yeah. She got the part in Superman and she's thinking two things. Like she has two parts of her brain. One is like, if I get this part, I can end this marriage. And the other part is if I get this part, I can save this marriage. Anyway. It's so strange to be a young actor and then say, I will go to Montana. Like you, you, you be in a film and the output is not more films, but then you are the director and you go to Montana. It's youth and it's love, you know? Yeah. She was in love, she really was. This guy you might remember from uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, even though Peter's blocking his face. Good job, cinematographer. <laughs> All I remember from, yeah, I remember a lot from that. That's a great film. That's Do you great see movie. Margot right now? Yeah. Did you, see, good. did you see her cleavage, Mike? Be honest. Do you see her cleavage? Yes, she, she's, Mike, there's be no. Be honest. <laughs> Do you see a line down the center of her chest that is not her Carl, sternum? And to Carl, answer the question, Spiegelman. Carl, I've been very polite to you. She has a fucking cleavage. Let it go. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. God, that looks great. Yep. Look at that. He has a great tan. He has a great tan. Yeah, look at that tan. Listen, she died when she was 69. She lived, I mean, that's not as long as you can live, but in terms of like, does that mean you're an old person? If you're 69 years old, stop deluding yourself. I'm 55, I don't think I'm old. I know I'm wrong. You're 55 years young. Dude. <laughs> so anyway, she took uh, alcohol and drugs and she died. It, listen, in 2005, she became a naturalized US citizen. I don't have any other story than that. 
she became a what? Oh, naturalized citizen. Yeah, I'm not sure why she did it, but she became a citizen. Oh, by the way, when she was in Montana, married, she took a hiatus from acting, like we said, but she was in the show called 1975, The American Sportsman, and she learned how to hang glide in that show. Huh. It was like a reality show in 75. Isn't that weird? And check well, this out. Check this out, Mike. Also in 45 and 75, March of 75, she was in Playboy. Really? But, 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 but Carl, her cleavage, right? Yeah. No, when you take your shirt off, it's very clear you have boobs. It's not about cleavage at that point. It's about areolas. Uh, okay. Thanks for letting me clear that up there, Ev. Check this out. She said, I will appear in Playboy in your pictorial, bare-ass nude, if you let me write an article. So they did. She had an article in that. Uh, that That's pretty cool. And herself. That's right. Not many uh, models in Playboy have that opportunity. Oh, she was she was no Margot Kidder. She was not. She wasn't a kidder. She wasn't. Yeah. Uh, that didn't work. Okay. Now we're going to have a terrible, in my opinion, portrayal of women because the two women in this film right now will have a cat fight. Really? Yeah. See, she's being all talking down Peter Fonda. Look at Peter Fonda's face. He's supposed to be mad right now. Look at his face. Okay. Show me Peter Fonda's face. She's running him down like on purpose. Oh, we have all now you see some boobs there, right? And you see, you see a little cleavage. Did you see it? Yes, Carl. Just the tiniest crack. <laughs> no, she's galled. Why don't you turn on the sound? We could hear their fight. Oh, all right. <laughs> wow, wow. You've got no cleavage, sister. Like, like, I can expect when my male is square weirdo, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Listen to that accent. Ow! Cause an interest. Mm. How would a pokey weirdo snoot do, school mom? Listen to that music. Like you need music in the kitchen. It's a fun cat fight. Fight, fight. I had no idea what she was saying. Well, it was basically um, making fun of him. Okay, her husband is Harry Dean Stanton, and Peter Fonda represents competition. And so she was, like, defending her man, kind of, like, running him down. He doesn't know anything. And Margot Kidder's the girlfriend, and so, therefore, you're offending me. I don't know. Right, I right. think it was a very good part of the script. I didn't do think. And later on, Harry Dean Stanton's wife will like try to seduce Orly Slat, you know, our Godfather guy. Like they're just not portrayed very well in this film. They're portrayed like sillies. Now look, this is the father of uh, Peter Fonda, uh, Pritzi's honor, and basically he's run away from his tent. And for the last four or five days, he's just been running around. He's been going to the torture club. museum, going to the private park. And... Did you see the torture museum, Mike? Yeah, I did. That's a real thing that Key West has. I even looked it up. Uh, it's still really? there to today. They've got a Yup. Their authentic torture stuff in their like little museum section, you can uh -huh. still buy it. 
you, you got to pay him like eight grand for a Cat 09 Tails, but you can buy it. Now, does this feature the guys from House from a Thousand Corpses? Are they the ones running the torture museum? I guess I don't know. I only went as far as finding out what it was, looking on Google <laughs> Map, and then going to their actual website and browsing oh, around their nice. museum. I was making a reference. There's a, a Rob Zombie movie where oh. <laughs> these these killer psychopaths have a torture museum where uh -huh. they, they give you a tour and then they torture you. You know how they'll be like party dudes and they'll be like, what's up, redneck? And they'll be like, you insulted me by calling me a redneck, so I'm going to torture <laughs> and kill you. It's Everybody only fair. Are. Yep, that is, that is, you know, when you break it down like that, line by line, I mean, that is fair. That's, that is fair. Listen, they're making fun of the rednecks. Oh, I'm making fun of the rednecks. I must be, I must, I have to get tortured. I used to go to Overlook Hospital and there were two paths and the one to the left led to the physical rehabilitation uh, section of the hospital. The one to the right led to the psycho ward. Uh, so you could either go to the path, you could go to the physical therapy path or the psycho path. Ah. Okay. Basically, the father, who's been a beach bum for the last four days, and he does this and drives Burgess Meredith crazy, he's basically heard that if he's a sh skip boat captain, he's going to get shot. So he's come to kind of, kind of talk him out of it. So I don't want you to get shot. Right. I can't believe that's his dad. They're the same fucking age. This is really funny. Why don't you turn it on? This is Orly learning what fish are from Quaid. Look at the way he's holding his hat. No snappy. Because the thing is, he can't take him. He can't take him fishing until the insurance money comes in. So like, or or he doesn't go home. He's like waiting around for sixteen days to go uh, on a fishing trip. So they, they ran out of things to talk about. They're just right. like, yeah, know your fish. Carl, give me give me two seconds. All right, keep going. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so. What's going to happen after this is uh, the wife is going to show up in her twirling outfit and basically come on to Orly because her husband isn't there. Now, why does we do that? It doesn't serve the plot of the film at all. As a matter of fact, what we're seeing here is like a subplot. Now, Orly is in the end of the movie, but he doesn't make a move that changes the outcome of the movie. So... He, he's supposed to, as an act to be character, serve exactly that role. Here she is. Is she looking good? Where's Michael? Because I want to press his. He pretends he has no libido, but it isn't true. So we're not missing much. Just uh, he turned off. He turned off the just uh, sex talk. And or at least being nervous. Let's see, what was this guy in? I think I already said them all. He was in Rocky as Gazo, which is the loan shark. He was in Taxi Driver as the personnel officer. 
He was in uh, – he has this funny scene with Robert De Niro and – like, don't break my balls. I forget now. But Godfather 1 and 2. In The Godfather 2, he was he was called up in front of the committee, in front of the Senate, uh, <laughs> to testify against Michael Corleone. At the behest, so you killed at the best. Come on, Senator. My boss tells me to put a finger on a guy. I push no to push a button on a guy. I push a button on. Come on, you know, you know what I'm talking about, Senator. Where are you, Michael? Come on, Michael. I'm like, no, I don't. Tell it to me. At the behest of Michael Corleone. No, I never met him. So the, your superiors would act as a buffer between you and Mr. Corleone. Yes, Senator. The family had a lot of buffers. <laughs> the family. Mike, Mike, come back. Okay. Now Hi, Harry Dean Stanton comes in and finds his wife flirting all over Ortley, and he is pissed. She's doing the, the pom-pom dance. Yeah, that's right. And she's, I don't know, maybe she's drunk or something. And he's like, you start a cat fight. You, you know, you're telling a guy that you, baton is very good because it helps you to jerk off men. Are you my <laughs> wife or not? You know, what are you doing to me, girl? Get in the car. Is that what she said? That she likes to do the pom-pom? Yeah. Yes. That's what, you know what? You know what this baton work is good for? <laughs> Strong arms, Ortley. Maybe Ortley doesn't want to end it. Now, when he comes back in, you should play the audio because Harry Dean Stanton, like Ortley, Godfather guy is like, you're going to beat me up. I know you're going to beat me up. And he holds <laughs> a fish. He holds him at bay with a fish. This movie's funny at times. Page is like, well, it's not time yet, but he goes, you're going to have to put down that grouper. And then Ortley corrects him. This isn't a grouper. <laughs> you know, and corrects him. You shouldn't play it when the time comes. Oh, because he's been there stuck. You know what? Give that guy a break, Godfather 2, because he's been there for 16 days. What I was telling the audience is all these subplots we're seeing, like his relationship with his wife, it doesn't aid the main character in his journey. It doesn't have any influence over it. So we shouldn't be seeing it. In a novel, I guess, a novel's not a movie. So you can explore, you can go places. It can be a character study. But in a film, look, turn up the sound now. He's got the fish. Get back, get back, both of you. She come goofing in here trying to do me. Now, why don't you just put down that garbage? Oh, fish. But I've been teaching him. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is a hound fish. Sure is. <laughs> uh, all right, then let's put down the hound fish. Not so fast. Not so bad. I'm from the East Coast, not yeah. Florida. Go ahead and sit down and eat some beer. Take over the egg or something. So he's basically saying, my wife would like to apologize to you for her behavior. And he gets like, apologize to me. Yeah, right. Like, I'm not going to get my ass kicked. Now, does he, he seemed like a guy who would smile and shoot someone in the airport. Like, that wasn't him. Yeah, right. Yeah, Senator, a lot of buffers. <laughs> no, you want me to push a button on a guy? I push a button on a guy. Come on, Senator. Is that, is that who he is? Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't recognize him because he's not in a suit. Right, he's in this right. He's in the right hat, though. 
Yeah. Uh, he dressed up for court. This is one of the failed businesses of the father. He used to make blimps. Uh, he, he ran it, ran the business into the ground. He also used to be a, um, uh, he used to run a whorehouse and he ran that business into the ground. So it's he's, basically, he's a failure. But the main message of this thing is don't be like me. Don't get shot. Don't make, don't be a failure. Just don't be a boat. Let the guy have his income. There's nothing good going on here. His dad ran a whorehouse and failed? Yeah, with the mother. Like, it was all very above board. It was like a legal whorehouse somehow. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think he's running an underground blimp uh, factory either. I mean, must have. What? An underground <laughs> blimp factory? No, that was up and up. That blimp fa factory was legit. Yeah, well, cook the books. Can't you run anything legitimately? I know we ran a whorehouse, but at least for the flip factory, we should run it as a legit business. Yeah, it's a lot of hot air. Okay, now people say I look like Nathan Lane. They tell me that all the time. They say it when I'm on stage. It's not funny. It is funny, though. Uh, Mouse Lane. Hunt was a... This guy was in Mouse Hunt. Do you remember that movie? I like that movie. Yeah, sure, that's with... Uh, um, and... Uh, yeah, it has uh, the British guy. What's has, the, uh, right, what's this? Yeah, the British guy whose face you know. He was in a movie. Oh, Nathan Lane, British. that's what you're talking about. Right, right, right. Well, the British guy was in There's Something About Mary. He's a famous guy. But right. yeah, you, oh, but is it really Nathan Lane is his name? Nathan Lane is Mouse Hunt. You know, the guy from Producers. He's the main star yeah. in the one. From yeah, the, the Birdcage. The Birdcage. And he's very funny in it. Um, but... I was talking about Fritzy's honor here, William Hickey. Uh, he was in Forget Paris. Remember that movie? And it goes, I never saw it. I know of it. So in this thing, he was like senile, and they would drive the streets, and he would say the names of the stores. He would say, ah, Stevens Bakery. And he would just name, as they drove along, Kohl's, Kohl's Outlet. And he would sing the commercials and stuff. Well, anyway, it was a funny bit. Yeah. He was in the Jerky Boys. Yes, I remember him. Yeah. Don Uncle. He was in My Blue Heaven with Steve Martin. Right, but he's probably playing a gangster in that, like he did in Fitzy's own. That sounds exactly right. Yeah. And we all know him as Lewis in Christmas Vacation. He was also in Major Pain as, as a Dr. Phillips. I don't know. He's, he's well, fun. When was the last time you saw Major Pain with Damon, Damon Williams? Probably the when it came out in the theaters, uh, it was not a good film. Were you working in the movie theater when that came out? Uh, I don't think so. No, I don't think exactly. so. I was working in the theater like 90, 91, not 90, 91. Yeah, maybe 90, 91. Yeah, this, I think Major Payne was 93. Later, 90s, lots of Working in that theater was a major pain. Okay, so now we're getting a candlelit, romantic, uh, this is my girlfriend in real life scene. It's, it's, listen, Mike, they were totally screwing and, you know, he would not go home when it was time to go home. Uh, they were cheating, 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 cheating. And they were having a big love affair, you know? It was, uh, so yeah, the thing is, like, when they, what, he was having a three-way with his wife and his wife's best friend and the actress in this movie, 
and it was all sex, sex, sex. So they call it sex utopia. And then he's like cheating with her. And again, it's all about sex. Look, they were in their young 20s. It's not like this guy went on to, he had a third marriage. Uh, and it was very interesting. He married the descendant of Davy Crockett. Can you believe that? Really? Yeah, and had kids, had another child, his third child from his third wife. Wow. Her name's Crockett, Betty Crockett. Where is it? It's not in front of me. Wow, her last name is even Crockett? Yeah, that's right. She's a direct descendant of Davy Crockett. Ooh. Here it is. Becky was her name. Uh, Portia Rebecca Crockett. Uh, She's drinking orange juice. Orange juice. Orange juice. Florida orange juice. Oh, is that part of an intentional, like, uh, Florida OJ? This is all him getting talked to by different people, by Margot, by Kidder, by the father. You know, don't, don't be a shrimpo, Captain. Don't kill this guy. Listen, he loves his skiff. It was beautifully done. And he, you know, when the skiff was delivered by the guy from Close Encounters, he said, I love it. This is a great looking. <laughs> oh, you can gift. really tell. You can really tell Peter Fonda was in love with the boat. I am. Okay, here's Ortley. All right, look, Betty Crockett, right? Davy Crockett's uh, direct descendant would go on to marry Peter Fonda out of this movie. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. All right, now I got to tell you stuff about this movie. They released this movie, it was a failure. Then they re-released, they changed the ending. But the truth is, they didn't change the ending. They didn't like the ending. So in, the, so in this version, the theatrically released version, they just have him get shot and cut, okay? Right. It sucks. The movie just ends, which was okay in the 60s. Which yeah, I mean, well, right, that's the trope is that it ends with, like, uh, across the 110th Street style where you know, right. Joe gets shot in the head and then they, they freeze frame it. Now uh, we have a big, big sex scene and he's not cheating because his wife died. Gotcha. Oh, is this Sylvia Miles? Yes. Yeah. Now look, he <laughs> grabs her vagina like Donald Trump. Look, he's, look, see, he's doing it. Yeah. Right on screen. He, she is grinding into his hand and and he's lo and putting his butt on his yeah I guess <laughs> really, so really doing it right now. Doing it. and but and I also mean not just like whoa it's on screen I mean the actress is getting rubbed and Burgess Meredith is having his pee pee it's a hot dog in a bun right now <laughs> is, that, is that how you talk to your kids about sex now there, there may be a time where the hot dog goes <laughs> now look it's the end of our film. Peter Fonda is now going out on the for the first run on his skiff boat, and he's taking a uh, Godfather guy. So it is now time for him to get shot. By Warren Oates. By Warren Oates to keep his word, by Nickel Dance to keep his word. So they're about to take out Thurston Howe III and Lovey on a charter, and he goes, let me borrow your boat. Look at that hair Harry has. Oh yeah, right. what's up with Lovey? What, what, why can't they just fly back to fucking New Jersey? That they wanna, I don't know, they wanna fish. Okay, yeah. in the extended ending, 
he's going to shoot him. And he's Peter Fonda's like saying, please don't shoot me in the face on account of this dental work I got. <laughs> please shoot me on the left side. So Ortley will get out of the boat because he's in deathly danger, right? I mean, he's going to get shot by these two crazies. So he, he actually gets out of the boat and starts walking towards the highway. He gets his trophy fish. And they have a struggle with the gun. And the gun, you know, basically Harry Dean's um, uh, Warren loses. And he gets, Peter Fonda throws the gun into the ocean. And then they sit down and have a heart-to-heart -heart talk. Like, let's be friends. So far, so good. I've seen both endings, but the other version with that ending, which is a better ending, it's it's not right on YouTube. It's too dark, and they have they cut important scenes. They cut out the N-word scene. They do stuff. They jump to the end. It doesn't make sense. So we had so to watch this version. Let me ask you, Carl. So there is another version of this movie that exists on YouTube, which you viewed? Yes. It's about three more down. But the thing is, they cut things from the film Right. Like it jumps right to the ending and you don't understand why. So they re-released the film with the proper ending and it's still tanked at the box office yeah. and they lost their shirt. They they did they at least give it a better name? Nope. 92 in the shade. So he's like, we're going straight to the chamber of converse. What should we tell him? Why don't you put the sound on? Hey, did they mention the title name at, at all in this movie? No. Just say the captain or guide experienced a sudden loss of uh, interest or <laughs> ambition and uh, flaked out without warning. He just basically told Mr. Howe to fuck off. Fucking Harry just said it's so great. Now, this is where we see the abbreviated part. Uh, you, can, you should turn it up. It's The film is going to end now. He's just going to cut to... The film ends horribly now. We don't see what how it really ends. Now look at Ortley. He's like, fuck this. And he gets out of the boat. And he starts walking. I think I'm a couple seconds behind you, so it's going to be coming in a sec. Here we go. There's Ortley. Shut up. Fun is like, don't you be in the face. Exit stage, right? Order. Ooh. Right. And you see how fake the gunshot was. They like drew yeah. a, a thing on the on the film. A, like a an animation of a flash. Whoa, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, and the thing is, that's not it. The movie goes on oh. to them having a struggle, making up, Ortley walking to the highway, and then becoming friends. We it's a better ending. It's not a good ending, but it's better than just cutting out of there and saying the guy. So there was an additional scene that is not in this theatrical release first version. That's right. And so they said, we have to save this film because everybody's unsatisfied with it. So they really released it with the full ending and it still didn't It do still it. didn't matter. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, getting shot like that and then another close-up of Peter Fonda's fucking hug. <laughs> Enough with these screen wraps. Well, Carl, that's the end of the movie, unless yes. there's another scene, uh, Marvel Universe style. What you think of 92 in the Shade? Well, I really liked uh, Stan Lee's cameo in this one. <laughs> of course. 
Okay, so yeah. other than that, like this film was not a good film. It wasn't shot well, it wasn't lit well, and it didn't keep its promises. That is, there, there was no dramatic tension between Dance and Fonda. Now, Dance tried, you know, Warren tried. He did his full acting with this meeting and stuff, but Peter just gave him nothing back. The, the, the subplots of the marriage with Harry Dean Stanton had served no purpose. Margot Kidder's subplot served no purpose. The father running away, it just didn't do anything. They could have said, we don't want you to get shot in any way. I think this film probably was an excellent novel, but it- Yeah, I, I like the movie. I hate to say it, like, I know nothing happens, but right. you know, you have all these great actors and actresses in you it. Do. And uh, it, it's competently directed. I mean, he can stage a scene. I don't know why they, he needs a lamp in the middle of a few people, but you know, it's it's well done. And, and sometimes when you see a film that's shot on location, especially 40 years ago, mm-hmm. 50 years ago, you're not going to see that anymore. You know, I mean, the torture museum still stands, but maybe right. the cow key stand doesn't, you know, maybe the pier looks different. So I enjoyed it. a different it. time. You're right. Yeah. That always happens. Any film with William Hickey is a film for me. So uh, William Hickey, Harry Dean Stanton, and fucking Warren Oates, plus Peter Fonda, that's a good right. lineup. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't know. Nothing happens, but I did enjoy that movie. I, I would uh, keep my eye out for things related to it. So, Carl, we are going to be back next Sunday. Uh, we hope people listen to us live. If you're listening to the podcast, maybe make a day of it on meetmeradio.fm, which, by wait, the way. wait. Wait, are you going to announce the next film? Oh, well, I was going to say people should donate. I was going to promote our sponsors. Oh, let's Radio. do that. Oh, let's do that. Go ahead. Let's do that. Yeah. This this is not the painful part of the show. Uh, <clears throat> go to Venmo at Mutiny Radio. I think Bert and Ernie is the icon, but it should let you know it is the real Mutiny Radio. And right. if you throw in some money, we appreciate it. I think there is a GoFundMe going on uh, as San Francisco goes into the orange tier and uh, opens up indoor dining and outdoor dining. Uh, They're crazy, right? They're crazy. It's not over. No, no it's all right. I, I mean, you know, we got to do what we got to do. But yeah, it is crazy. But, you know, uh, there is a bar on the corner from Union Radio called Asiento. And uh, Pam Benjamin, our station manager, has been doing live shows there, and as well as Atlas Cafe. So we are helping the community uh, with outside shows. And so uh, definitely check it out. Okay, Carl, that was the good news. Next wait, week's movie. Wait, wait, wait. Next week's movie, are you sure it's not ad-free? Because the one I found that you told me about, I wanted to get ready. Yeah. I started to watch it. It made me look at ads, and it did it on my different devices, laptop, phone, and the television's own YouTube. So. Well, I have a version from Gringo with a okay. J. Okay. Let me look it up here. Yeah. And if that well, works, that works. I'll tell you what, audience, we're going we're gonna to leave in a cliffhanger. We'll tell you what movie we, we attend to watch next week. If it's if there's too many ads in it, then we're going to switch to another movie. It doesn't mean that you should not watch this film on YouTube. How about that? Wait, let's tell everyone what, what it is anyway. Who cares? All right. It's the wackiest wagon train in the West. In, in the West. I'm, lo- I'm putting in my search engine. The wackiest okay. wagon train in the West. Okay. Yeah, no, this G Jingo. Yeah, this has ads. Really? Let me press play. 
Yeah. Of course, there's yeah. an ad in the beginning, but. Oh, cool. Well, that's that's. Ladies right. and gentlemen, he picked a TV show. Oh yeah, it's got the bumps. Is there another version? Oh, there are bumps. Yeah, but there's like four bumps, three bumps. Yeah, but you know, if people aren't watching at the same second as we are, it ruins everything, and that's exactly what happens when you have commercials. Uh. No, there's. Hmm. I see the shakiest gun in the West with Don Knox. I that uh, don't have ads. Boy, what about I see a two-hour version. A okay. Two-hour, twelve. Uh, wackiest wagon train in the West. Two hours and twelve minutes. Maybe. That's okay. Let's go there. No, there's little bumps on it. Yeah, there's the bumps. Fuck. Yeah. I really wanted to do this. Well, you yeah. know what? Next week's movie, Carl and I will recommend it out. Carl has a great list of movies for me. Provided me, probably dip into that if if I can't find something even more atrocious. This is pretty, well, yeah. This is a this is bootleg. This is uh the ratio is wrong. Uh, the two hour version is probably yeah. Similar. I hate when they do that on. Uh, yeah, I mean you can see the movie on YouTube and that's good, but it's not good for this show. It just doesn't work. Next week's movie is a surprise. In the meanwhile, we recommend you checking out the wackiest wagon train in the West. The movie should be viewed, but it's not very good for our format. It's basically it's a rip off from the theatrically released movie where they took four episodes of a TV show. Yeah, laugh track and edit it into a cohesive narrative, and it stars Bob Denver, Gen X's own Gilgit Island, uh, and far out space nuts. But this time he's not marooned or lost in space; he's lost in the West as the wacky. And his co-star, right, is the one from F Troop. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marie Averson or whatever. And I gotta tell you, uh, in the film, he is Skipper. He is definitely doing yeah, Skipper. And there's their their uh, their companions are like a rich couple and a professor and a... and our Acorn is there. Yeah, Acorn uh, from F Troop, uh, who's a very funny comedic actor, believe it or not. Larry Storch. I haven't really yeah. watched. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I didn't really see that on syndication. Oh, well, when you stayed home from sick from school, you didn't. Uh... Oh, I watched uh, Robert uh, Downey Jr., Warren Downey Jr. <laughs> oh, right, right. I watched I Love Lucy. I don't remember. I watched it sick. Yeah. Can you check uh, the chat? Can you check the chat? What do you mean? Uh, on the Zoom that we're doing, you could check. Oh, yeah. Chat. Oh, yeah. I just saw that. We're in the studio. What's it? Well, we're in oh, the studio oh, yeah. at Muni yeah. Radio. Okay, next week's movie. Next week's movie is Meeksville's Ghost. Really? Taking it? <laughs> yep. Yep. Let's well, just keep the show going. The show okay. got Let's continue. Uh, this movie is suggested by Carl. Carl, do you want me to research it, or are you got it covered? Uh, well, I think that the rule is I'm supposed to be doing that, and I think okay. that Switcheroo, you're. It's like it, it needs to be once every now and again. Otherwise, you're not going to be happy. You know what I mean? All right. So, yeah. I'll do it. Okay. Well, I'm very excited. This movie is shot in the 21st century, 2001, so that's a good change of pace for us. Uh, <laughs> the Meeksville's Ghost, uh, starring uh, Baby on Board's own Judge Reinhold. Baby on uh, Board. Trailer's two minutes long. Should we play it? Uh, if you'll play the audio, because I can't find it. All right. I'll do Trailer Meeksville. It's uh, hosted by Multicon Entertainment. Is okay, I'll find it. Yeah, got it. Multicon official trailer 2001. I'm pressing pause. Uh, 
All right. Let's. Uh, I got the volume cranked up, and I'm gonna play it in three, two, celebrity comedian. One, go. It's no great for anyone, Jack. They all think you're on my land anyway. Everyone. Welcome to Meatsville. So he's a motorcycle person. I'm the Meeksville guy. I'm being haunted by Judge Reinfield. No, I'm I'm the Meeksville guy. Was that a joint, Michael? No. Oh, maybe. I'm a couple seconds behind you, girl. A lot of sepia tone. Yeah, that's the old days. He's having memories, probably. So the modern day, this is 2001. Do you think this was pre-9-11? <laughs> yes, uh, I think it was probably shot pre-9-11. Oh, she shot in the back. He shot a woman in the back. What a coward. Yeah. No, I think it's pretty brave to do that because you are going to be ostracized. <laughs> oh, you, yeah, you should be proud that you shot him in the back. Yeah, you uh, you stood Ooh. up for your you stood up against political correctness and shot a woman in the back. Yes, sir. Uh, next on our presentation, it's the coward Robert Ford who shot. <laughs> who's it? He shot. I forgot. Uh, Remember the, the he shot like a Western guy, Billy the Kid, in the back. Yes, right, right, right. And then he would actually tour like before Clayton. the internet and before like hard copy and whatever. People right, would get their. They would like he'd be like, "Here's the guy who shot uh, the kid in the back." Boo, boo, you suck, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was before like Loretta Bobbitt on the news and shit. That's what they dealt with. Lorena, Lorena, Lorena Bobbitt. That's right. What did I say, Lorena? Loretta. Loretta. Right. But I wouldn't put it past L Loretta to clip a dick. All right. <laughs> to cut, to cut parts of her name. Uh oh, this is the ending. They're showing the ending. Look, yeah, he's, they he's show leaving. the ending in the trailer. We don't need to see this movie. We saw everything. I bet you at the end he floats off into the sky and uh, raises his hat. Multicon. So, Mike, we know the movie now, right? It's going to be yep. starting a business venture in some ghost town. There are enemies against it because they got some plot. The Judd will show up. This motorcycle guy will. Be, you know, he'll become part of the family. He was just passing through, right? Right. And then, yeah, the ghost will help them beat the bad guys, and he'll learn something along the way. All right. I'm very excited, Carl. I uh, I look forward to the Meeksville ghost. I always like when uh, the delightful Judge Reinhold is on the screen. Agreed. Um, yeah. So check us out. We'll be back next week. Uh, Carl, that's carlsucks.com, uh, at Spiegelmania, or ways you can find us. Uh, I'm having trouble with our official Twitter account right now, but uh, I will be on it shortly. And yeah. uh, I think that's about it. You know, check us out. Uh, MutinyRadio.fm has a part, uh, podcast archive, and you can find all of our shows in the last five years uh, listed there. So, you know, make a meal out of it. Uh, Carl, thank you so much. Thank you for researching and watching this movie three times. Yes. <laughs> no problem. Happy to do it. It's my job. It's my job. Oh, I never told you my rabies joke. Oh, please do. I'm going to close on my rabies joke, and then we are out of here. You know, 
Why did I tell me? Uh, Tommy told me the shit. I I skipped this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, you know, friends like you should get a rabies shot. Do you ever get a rabies? My oh no, my doctor said Mike, you should get okay. a rabies shot. I okay, go, the doctor said it. Oh, yeah, yeah, doctor. I'm with you. I'm yeah, with yeah. You. My doctor said Mike, did you get a rabies shot? I go rabies shot. I don't need it. I'll just punch those dogs. I could I could take on wild dogs. <laughs> oh, so if a dog comes who would bite you with rabies, you would simply fight him off. I would simply fight him off. That's I had to work that 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 <laughs> I thought that was funny last night. I don't know why. Maybe I do. <laughs> well, that's it. We close out a joke. See you next week. Bingo. Thank you. Bye. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Beagleman. Watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Beagleman. It's been over one long year watching movies bad, strange, and weird. Welcome to LWAFLM. Welcome. Wait, let me start again, Carl. No, no keep, 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 keep. Well, let's start. Hello.
No, I don't even say hello. <laughs> this is Devo. We're <laughs> welcome to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. I'm pretending uh, that I didn't edit this out the beginning. I'm leaving it. I'm leaving uh, it. You know, one take. So we are L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. I got it. Uh, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. You got it. Yeah, I got it. So if you want to subscribe to this podcast just based on our introduction alone, then I would definitely <laughs> type in L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, knowing that it stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl, where we watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. We watch it with you. Let us watch. And mm -hmm. we want you to go to wherever outlet you watch your YouTube wherever and watch a movie. Yeah, whatever it is, your, your dishwasher. Uh, and uh, Carl, very excited to be here on MediaRadio.fm yes. as we are every Sunday afternoon, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Venmo, uh, Venmo. And, oh, yeah. Listen, it's a real thing, MediaRadio.fm in San Francisco in the Mission District. They have live uh, uh, outdoor shows. Uh, everyone's everyone's safety compliant. Listen, I'm just going to uh, keep the show going. But we <laughs> want you to donate to Muni Radio. We want you to check out Muni Radio. Go to the website and yeah. check out shows you might like. You can listen to this live stream. You can set it up on your live stream machine. And uh, then go to Venmo. Donate some money at Muni Radio. It really does help out the station. It helps out the programming. helps out the live shows. helps out the community. Uh, it's a great place. Yeah, and it helps us out, uh, considering the quality of this introduction. Oh, man. Carl, what is the movie we're watching? What are today we we're going to watch <clears throat> Let's, Let's, with the apostrophe S. We're going to watch Night of the Juggler, 1980. Night, Night of the Juggler. 1980? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. This guy uses balls and pins. So put that in your YouTube search. Night of the Jungler, not the night, not the night. Night of the Jungler, 1980. Juggler. And then you go to Froggy Flicks. That's Froggy the, Flicks. Uh, yeah, that's the channel we like. And you should subscribe. Yeah, come on. The guy came up with a really good title for mm -hmm. the YouTube channel. Froggy Flicks, that's like a uh, must subscribe. Unfortunately, Froggy Flicks, I don't have my, I'm a mess today. So let's keep going. Wait, no, it's a, you're you're pronouncing it wrong. It's French, you know. This is Froggy. Oh, All right. <laughs> froggy Flee. So you're not going to ask a Frenchman how to pronounce frog, are you? So yeah. that's what you put in your search engine. And unlike Michael, you should subscribe to Froggy Flicks. And it's The Night of the Juggler, 1980. All right, sounds good. So go ahead and click that link. It's Night of the Juggler, 1980 in parentheses. Hit pause once it stops buffering. Move the little timer to zero, zero, zero. Very excited. This is a first, Carl. We have a celebrity comedian countdown. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our new feature. Our new feature debuts today. That's the reason why I was so nervous uh, introducing <laughs> the show. And uh, I, the comedian, probably my guess is from New Jersey. My well, favorite comedian. I have no idea. You, no, you're no, no, you're I, I, you're not psychic. I mean, you know, I've been covering the country, and yes. yeah, today we are in New Jersey, the first, okay. uh, first, the inaugural, the inaugural episode for our for our debut episode. We start off our fifty state trek, the celebrity, celebrity comedian, the celebrity. New Jersey. Carl, take it away. 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Celebrity Comedian Countdown with our special guest, Ron G. Ron G, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> Low key as usual. So, Ron, you are pretty new to comedy. Maybe it's been a year and a half, or I mean, you started at the comedy class at Scotty's, right? Correct. I think I'm like maybe a year and a half old. You're right. Baby. A baby and coming right along. That's how we got to know each other. You're frequently appearing at Scotty's. And one of the things I love about your comedy is you just get up there and you just say the honest truth. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. No, but I mean, some of the stuff I would never say, like you're so, talk about private things. Uh, and I just think that's a strength of yours. And I just want to know where does that come from? You, you don't care? Sometimes nobody's listening and you got to go really, you know, hard in the paint for them to get a reaction out of you, you know? Gotcha. Well, it's working for you. I got to tell you that. So Thank you. A lot of your comedy comes from past experiences. And one of the major past experiences in your life where the jokes come from is your time in, in, the, in service, your time in the Marines. Yeah, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of wise asses in the Marines. You get a lot of time, to, a lot of downtime to work on your material. Um, you know, it's like you're stuck in close quarters with somebody, with you know, a group of men, close quarters for like a long period of time. And, and after a while, you know, after you know each other, it's where they're home, where they're from, um, their family, the, you know, what they like, what they're into, you start making fun of each other, you know? <laughs> and, and then it gets, uh, it gets pretty racial and pretty crazy, and, but it's all fun, you know? But it's all fun, yeah, that's right. And it translates onto the stage, you know? So that's great. Okay, Ron, where can people find you online? Right now, I'm at uh, rongcomedy.com, or I'm on uh, Instagram at, at uh, ron, ron underscore g underscore 0351. Yeah. <laughs> That's a nickname? That's uh, my MOS from the oh, military. Yeah. Gotcha. That's cool. Yeah. All right, so listen, why don't you count down the movie for everyone at home, and we're all going to press play at the same time? Ready. All right. Ready. Let's do it. Three, two, one, go. That was a great celebrity comedian. Mm -hmm. and so funny. Yeah. Oh, man. This thing is loud. It's loud? Well, I'm loud. Oh, no. Wait. <laughs> it's Dude. real 70s, right? Even though it's the 80s. It's kind of like 70s, and then it turns into a corporate logo. It's kind of yeah, 80s. That's very 80s, yeah. Yeah, and then this is 80s font, right? You've seen yeah, the last 70s. Right, it's like Terminator-esque, you know. Like Future World, the sequel to Westworld, or like uh, I Am Legend. No, uh, Omega Man. <laughs> Mega Man. Is that Hutch or Starchy? What, that is Starsky. And he's is? having his morning... Morning coffee. Look, he turns down a hot cup of coffee. Does that make sense? No. We've no, been he's before. A... Yes, refill, ma'am. <laughs> Look at that. He doesn't, he doesn't wear No mask, yeah. Yeah, no mask. Listen, he's not eating. Oh, now he is. Now, look, oh. look. What you see there is a face, right? If you're a normal this, person. I see the sideburns. 
Oh no, he took the that was a smiley sideburn. He made a smiley face like a normal person. Right. I was gonna make a nose. Hey yes. Oh yes, a nose. Yeah. And with hash brown hair. Oh and a little sausage cap. (laughs) It gets chilly in New York City sometimes. Is this a New York City movie? Yes, this is totally all New York City, man. And part of it, what the director was trying to do is say, like, look how gritty it is. Look how crazy it is. This director did Hill Street Blues with that uh, make it dirty philosophy. Uh-huh. Duh, duh, duh. He did Hill Street Blues. <laughs> okay, now the director wants to show us that we're dealing with the psycho here. He's black. Because of bloody the eyes. eyes. Right. He just likes ketchup on his eggs. That's all many, many Jerseyans do. Well, where's the side of the fries? James Roll. Who's James Roland? Is that like uh, the other Roland? That's his dad. That's uh, Josh Josh. Roland's dad. He's our star. Oh, really? uh, Yeah, James Roland. The guy from Hotel? Uh, No, he's from Amityville Horror. Uh, He was all over TV. He's married to Barbara Streisand. He's, uh, oh, I, I know, I know who he is. I saw. Listen, Carl. Uh, I don't want to name names, but I saw him and uh, Barbara Streisand in a uh, mall. In a uh, mall? Movie. Yeah, it was in a movie. They were sitting together. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Right, that was it. That's the highlight of my life. I don't know. I could repeat it twenty times. Now uh, here's Godfather. I know. It's weird to see him in another role. Same suit. Must yeah, have just, like, same suit, suit, same stomach. Six years later, they can't get him out of the suit. This is horrifying. Now, people from uh, around here know Tonelli Avenue when you're talking Jersey City, when you're talking. Uh, uh, so, his last in the in this show, his name is Lieutenant Tonelli. It's just perfect. It's a Jersey side of the river joke, though. Do you think he's supposed to be from New Jersey? No, he's, he's a New York guy. Yeah. Now, in real life, he's born in the Bronx. Um, he's 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 a real life nephew of a Gambino crime family boss, Paul Castellano. This guy is uh, mobbed up, at least who, by re- relation. See, that's the reason why I watch this movie. Is Dan Haida is in this film? And I now there's James Brolin. Yeah, now, look, look at him. Pause. You see, Take he that, is an action hero. Here, he's driving a truck like some. This something doesn't add up here. Look, Mike, how many times what? have you seen that shot in New York in your with your own real eyes? I seen it a bunch. I did, without seeing without seeing Christopher Cross, that might be a first. But yeah, I, yeah, look, we're walking. That's what the director wants to show us. It's a crazy place, New York. It's crazy. Oh, wait till the ferry boards and people stumble out. It's crazy. Oh, they got hot drunk. ambulances. They're all drunk. sometimes people get hurt. Look at them all rushing out. Bro- Oh, Staten Island? Oh, whoever heard of that? Now, oh, here's Rosa our weirdo. That. Here's our weirdo, uh, the ketchup man. Yeah. Boing. Does he have, like, like scary music when he walks? <laughs> <laughs> no, the director wasn't that sharp. Let's see. Based on the novel. No, it's that still that stupid music he was listening to on the walkie, on the uh, transistor. Right, which is kind of late 70s, I guess. 
Wow, James Brolin stepping out of a truck. I, it just doesn't seem like an action what hero. He, you what know about, what? He's probably was a cop or something and got fired. Hey, over the top. Sly was a truck driver, right? Uh, Big Trouble, Little China. Right. Kurt was a truck driver. Yeah, yeah, those, yeah. You tell me those guys aren't. Oh, what about Meatloaf in that movie where he uh, cars people up and he drives a truck? Well, Meatloaf. Meatloaf's not the best example of cool. All right. Well, uh, what about uh, Kurt no, Douglas? No, I'm with you, though. I'm with you, though. There's plenty of good examples. Eek a mouse. I wrote the dialogue. That's right. It's eek a mouse. And the joke oh, is, wait. it's just showing it, him as a cool guy. He'll come in and kill the rat in two seconds. And I go, forgot it's New York. I forgot it was New York. Eek a uh, fucking rat. <laughs> That's right. Freaking rat over here. Come on. So Go back to Jersey. Boom. James Brolin kills it. Like a he cool guy. Hope. Yeah. And he goes, give me my check now. I'm dead. Oh, this is his dad, right? Because apostrophe. No, just be apostrophe after. Just be apostrophe after Thanos. He is Thanos's dad, but not in this movie. In this movie, uh, he is the dad of Kathy. Kathy Boyd, oh. her his little daughter, who's going to be kidnapped. Oh, did I say that? That's a spoiler. Oh, wait. I, I'm sorry. I missed the last part of your sentence. So you're oh, saying good, this little good, girl, good. R-rated movie in the late seventies, early eighties? What's going to happen? They're going to get ice cream. Right now, he's getting hot dogs, and it will be a surprise because it's his daughter's birthday. Oh, I did a spoiler. Oh, darn. I got you a hot dog. Hey, I got. I wrapped you a present this year. Dad is a hot dog. Yeah, it wrapped. Your dad is wrapped. Yeah. I am psycho. I am going to get the plot going. <laughs> what? You got the wrong number. Heavy breathing. I don't know the calls are coming from inside my booth. He's pretending to be the school, and he's like, Will your darling daughter be in school? You know, go to school today? Yes, ma'am. So. He's just pretending to be the school, checking on attendance, and from a pay from a payphone. Yeah. In the middle of like, yeah. No, it's it's 1980. You can totally do that. There's no caller ID, or there will be shortly. But God, this is like a 90 minute chewing gum ad, right? Double man. <laughs> this whole beginning is just to set us up that he was a cop. Now he, you know, he got. Fired because he ratted on bad cops. Now he's a truck oh. driver. He's got a divorce situation. They fight. Uh, you know, we're just establishing he lives in the crazy city, but yet he keeps it all together because he's a dad. And he's got, and he's got a good neighbors. Is that the neighbor who watches the kid? <laughs> that was like a cleaning lady kind of situation, which doesn't seem right for his income right now. But right. that was a cleaning lady. Is she going to be kidnapped? Bomb. She said so much stuff like, it's her birthday, your ex-wife called. She was just a writing tool. I'm telling you. Right. <laughs> he goes, hello, Mr. You know, what's his name? Boyd. Hello, Mr. Boyd. I'm, I got called from your ex-wife. It's a, your daughter's birthday. It's her first day going to school. Right. Oh, the the ex-cop association called. They want to check up on you, you being right. an ex-cop. It was such a cheap writing tool, and the writers here were good. This comes off of a novel, actually. I saw that in the credits, based on the novel. It's the, mm -hmm. uh, it's the, wow, that's novel. Yeah, that was absolutely novel. 
And the guy who, I don't know if the guy who wrote it also did the screenplay, uh, but he was a regular screenplay writer. Kojak, Adam, one Adam 12, nine, uh, Ben Casey, the Virginian, and he's all over TV. They paid him, let's see. Okay, one of the writers was a badass. He even got dragged in front of the Un-American Activities Committee. Really? Yeah, he ran away. He lived a year in Cuba, a year in Costa Rica. <laughs> they smuggled him back into the country, his daughter, you know. Oh, that's so, man, that, that's pretty badass. And yeah. And then he had to write space, you know, like. Get he him. spent two years in a French prison. All this time, he's writing for Hollywood. Really? But, so he would be writing for like the far out space nuts and then right. I'd be under an alias and I would be like, hey, here's my script for far out space nuts, wackiest wagon train in the West. <laughs> this writing is beneath me. And here you go. Wow, Mike, it's absolutely- really good writing. Here, here's 50 cents. And I'll be like, great. And then I go back to this guy. Uh, I'm going to send you 20 cents, all right? <laughs> back then, that was a lot of money. Oh, yeah, sure. You could buy like a screenplay for Far Out Space Nuts with that kind of money. <laughs> well, the thing is, he just wrote movies and he was serious. And there was another like guy who is a little boring compared to the other two. Um, uh, you mean he wasn't in a French prison for two years? Right, oh, exactly. Um, He's got nine credits, including The Boys in Company C. Um, he's just a regular Hollywood writer without any backstory. <laughs> So we've learned what we've really learned. One important movie fart is they're going to the ballet for her birthday. Okay. Right. He's got tickets and they're like fourth row or something. Cause you're worth a darling. Thank you, daddy. Hey, Carl, you mentioned kidnapping. There's a, a movie called high and low. I, I believe that it's called. It's a, it's a Japanese film from the fifties where uh, they try to kidnap like the, the CEO's daughter, but they kidnap like the janitor's son or something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. He's going to nab right. uh, Sean Boyd's kid, you know, our James Brolin. Yeah. He's really meaning to nab a real estate agent, a real estate okay. Uh, mogul. Okay, so it's a, it's a base. So it's based on the movie from like I, 20. Yeah. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Now, what are bad Six guys eight. doing? It's he's now going uh, down into the sewer. Uh, we find out that that's kind of his job, or it has been since he's fell into financial ruin. So he knows the sewer is like the back of his hand. <laughs> oh, right, him and Norton? Norton. I'll get you uptown in no time. Take this down the sewer. You remember, could you see Ralph going into the sewer? I couldn't. So some of the lost episodes had like Ralph walking down the street and then Norton pops out of like a, a sewer under construction. Really? He, That's cool. Yeah, he goes, you want to join us? We have a a, a rolling crap game. Floating, a floating crap game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Okay, look, he's going down into the sewer, all right? Uh, and Sean Void is dropping off his daughter, uh, Kathy. Uh, it's her first day of summer school. It's her birthday. You know, like life is great. She doesn't want to live with her mom in Connecticut. She like loves her dad. You know, life is good. Good. What could possibly go wrong for the next 90 minutes? Now, I want you to know an audience to know that I am against kidnapping. I mean, these lazy children, they're sleeping all day. 
Oh yeah, right. <laughs> they're not kidnapping. They're uh, kids <laughs> snoring, which is dozing. even worse, right? Yeah, dozing. Up to never, never let. So you want to say that as a parent, you are against kidnapping, but you do find it good entertainment. Um, that is a parent. That is a parent. <laughs> Look at this guy. If you take a leak or you break into a car, dump it in your jog. You give me he was pretending he's jogging. Yeah, come on. I'm just jogging. Oh, I step out of the way, but I got to keep my pace. Oh, now it's an auto manual. So the director's letting us know he's got criminal skills, but the thing is, we never really see that again. We don't see him as some like petty. Cri I mean, he used to be part of a family that was a real estate mogul, and his houses got ruined. They lost all their money, and now he's pissed off. Oh, and that's why he's going to kidnap the wrong kid. Right. He does kidnap the wrong kid, and he's so stupid, he won't listen to the kid, and he gets it wrong the entire movie. He doesn't find out until the end when he actually, you know, I don't know how far I should be a spoiler, but. Oh, well, is this like Taken? Is this Leslie N Nielsen? Yeah, I guess, yeah. Leslie, Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen's uh, Taken? Liam, Liam. He, he, his Taken is like, I'm so smart. I outsmart you and I outfight you. James Brolin is just like, I'm going to fucking get you. He just chases. <laughs> Come back here. <laughs> the whole movie uh, is just out to get him. You'll see. Oh, here we are, Central Park. We've seen a lot of films in Central Park. Yeah. South in Africa. Case. Uh, Listen, if you know New York, this is really interesting because you'll know all these places and you'll see them in 1980. Yeah, right. And they're still here. So, but it's just you know, yeah. a 40-year view. I'm sure each individual grass of blade has changed, but that's the uh -huh. same stone. The shirtless guy is still running down the street. <laughs> right down Fifth Avenue. Oh, no, he's going into the park, right? I look, I'm going to jog shirtless in the park. So that's the reason why I'm jogging in the city block without my shirt. I'm, I'm entering the park. That's two blocks away. Right. And then warm up. What a great life they have. Now she's saying, Daddy, I know you just got back from a big truck thing. You go home and sleep. I'll be fine. But he leaves, some, leaves the kids in Central Park? It's 1980. He, he you know. It's nineteen eighty. Yeah, the kids going to the bus. All right. Or is it going to the school? I'm not sure. Dun dun dun. Yeah, going he's all alone. Yeah. This is not safe. One one of the highlights of this film is that we we played the trailer last week, but we played the trailer from New York City's WPIX Channel <laughs> Eleven. Yeah, and it was great. 6 p.m. Sunday at 6. Stupid ass movie. <laughs> <laughs> he kidnapped the wrong New York City kid. What a boo boo. The French call it Le Boo Boo. Le boo boo. Six o'clock. Sunday. Cable from Deadpool 2's dad stars in Night of the Juggler. Bring your balls, Night of the Juggler. It's 1980. We still think we have a monopoly on your viewing. We don't know it. Right around the corner streaming. Oh, you know, we mentioned this last week. It's a New York City movie being played on PIX or, you know, yeah. or some, it's going to be what everyone watches. Everyone stops and watches, right. you know. Look at him chasing now. He's been oh, kidnapped. 
He's in the car, and we're about to begin an 11-minute chase. Oh, is there, like, a soundtrack to it? No. <laughs> no? Let's see what's going on. All right, so we smashed up a car already. Oh, projector. No soundtrack. You hear that? You hear traffic. Right. Chris Christopherson, get out of the way. I'm not Chris Christopherson. <laughs> I'm not. Look at this Dennis, mayhem. Dennis Dugan, get out of the way. I'm not Dennis Dugan. Uh, New York City traffic, right? Okay, let me turn it down. Oh, I could keep it going. Oh, oh, hang on, hang What's going on over here? Someone kidnapped a kid or what? Woo! Woo, 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 woo! Honk, honk. Uruga. I'm walking here. Go look, back to Jersey. He's driving in the park. Now, look. James tries to steal his car, but the guy won't let him. So he becomes an ally and drives ah. with Now, this guy's real young here. If he was old, you could see it. It's a guy named Manny Pat Pattenkin. Mandy. He was on all these TV shows. Mandy Pattenkin? Criminal Mind, Chicago I'm... Hope, Dead Like Me, Homeland. But he's Wait, is so... it Mandy Pattenkin? Yup. Pattenkin. Pat yeah, whatever you said. Yeah. Oh, Pattenkin. So well, I don't is, know what I... Look I, how I, young I, I, he I'm... is. Yeah, no shit, right? Yeah, you can't. But he still talks like him. he's 50. He still talks like a cow, right? Like, well, back in my day. Well, he's which pretending last to Tuesday. be Hispanic. Oh, is that a flat point? Uh, no, he has a he has a bit part now, but it's supposed to be funny. We're on his ass like oh, yeah, white on the rise. <laughs> and he says stuff about like. Yeah. Um, Stealing cars and I don't know. Carl, you worked. Carl, you worked for Yellow Cab. <laughs> in Montclair, Would you get fired for this? You got in Montclair, New Jersey, right? But it, it was it's just a stone's throw from the Big Apple. Yes. In New Would York get, at uh, this time, a cabbie like this, what he has done is he's leased it for the day. He just drives around and people pick up, you know, get in his car. So the cab company isn't really aware of what each cab's doing. They come back at the end of the day and turn in their money. They have a medallion. Someone has a medallion. In the, you see it's Central Park on the right, right? It's Fifth yeah. Avenue. Oh, this is a big no-no. This, this is not what you do. No. You don't drive down the sidewalk. No, Mike, you're <laughs> right. You it's actually, it's illegal even. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, rubbing up against Finally caught a cab. Car cab. Get them. Don't you worry. I get them. It's really, oh, crash. But that's okay. Look, our bad guy stopped by a truck. Hey, you want to move this thing over here? Oh, now he's running. But what about Mandy? Are we going to get like a last shot with him? Yes, like a last shot. Uh, No, I think no. I think it's over. Wow. Well, if it's Mandy Potemkin, he's like a big deal. Oh, that's cool. He he was on all these series. I mean, he's been a working actor since okay between 1994 to to today to 2020. He was a working actor on series. Oh, look at this! Way to go! Right, Chris Christopherson takes like shit. 
So it's obviously going to be over, right? Chris Christopherson's going to get his girl back. But no, but wait. It's it's only seven minutes into this, right? I mean, we still have four minutes. In real life, James Brolin will break his foot. And it'll delay shooting. It'll delay filming. For a film that really just went into obscurity. It did. Ouch, 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 ouch. So long. Okay, so clearly the chase is over now. Right. Unless. Wait, there's still a chance. The chase is still on. You know, so this, you know, how we say like some films when they shoot uh, exteriors, we always say, well, that's not the right location. Like, you can't run from. from... I think this movie, everything's accurate. Yes. This is a great, I mean, look, I know it's 80, but it was 1977, you know, like three years early. You know what I mean? Like, it's still. Yeah. It's still the walking with the boombox to his ear. It's so. Then you got some, the billboard ad and just everything. Mm-hmm. Everything's print. <laughs> hey, come on. I'm, get out of my way. Harry Christian went down there. Look, even that guy even knows. Yeah. Right? He just asks the crazy guy. Crazy guy points downstairs. Whoa, he just jumped the turnstile. We got a runner. We got a runner. Uh, stop what we're doing. Let's get that runner. How cramped it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at that. We got a runner. Hasn't paid his fare. That's right. They're after him now. This will be his first. Is it a misdemeanor? Is it a felony? I don't know. This will be his first defense in a long litany of police charges about to be laid upon him that he earned. Well, he's trying to save his kid. Right, exactly. So nothing is off limits. Anything is okay. Get my uh, kid excuse back. me. Hi. Hello, everyone. I'm sorry. Uh, I just want to say that my daughter's been kidnapped and just ran into the next car. So anything you could give really any, helps. Any little ch- any change you have, any little, every little bit hurt helps. So it hurts. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, I think it's, you know, Kathy Boyd here is being so cooperative, you know, running with the bad guy. Oh, and oh, look at that. He just slugged the cop. Oh, right. great. Right. That is, a, is that a misdemeanor or a felony? I don't know, but that's two. Well, I support the subway cops. I'm oh, not like you, Carl. Oh, man. You support the subway cops? Yeah. Why, are you uh, anti-subway like cops? Me. I changed my position. Look, it's like daughter likes uh, uh, father. Like, like kidnapper likes son. Okay, now he's going to drop the porno shop he's he's gonna drop dog tags but not army dog tags a real dog by mistake look he just stabbed uh superfly this is like is this port authority are they in times square no they're on 42nd street yes they are in times square yes now look that's a real life porn actress and she's gonna pick up a dog tag thing and look james brolin across the street is noticing Huh. What, the, the, the porn actress or the, the dog tags? <laughs> right. Good fo- question. I recognize you for Stag Reel 4. <laughs> Stag Uh-oh, was Patrick. Reel 4. Yep, he's stealing another car. This time it's like a um, Bell that Atlantic Bell. truck or something. Yeah. Bell he Atlantic. gets really rough with her there. 
Oh, the chase is obviously over. Oh yeah, we're done. Well, listen, he he tried, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I he mean, it, he gave it a good six minutes. Wait, wait a minute. What is that? He's, like the Jesus car? The he's stealing the Jesus car. He goes, "Don't steal my car! Don't you know you're committing a sin?" Oh, is there, there's even a preacher inside the preacher car. Yeah, he got in. <laughs> this is Praise actually a missile car. I'm Jewish. Right. Would, there's a, well, wow, the chase is still on. Look at that. He really knows how to drive that Pac Atlantic Bell in that car. There was no Verizon, right? It was Bell Atlantic. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, we have no like Amber Alerts going off in the mobile no. phone. These are great, they're not great cars because they're just crappy pieces of shit cars. It's just all the time. Right, it's not great to see them. Sometimes a film nails it just because it's in the right time. You know, yep. some movies tend to like, well, it would be great if we had these kind of cars and we stylize it this way. Now, this was like Mayor LaGuardia, Mayor Koch, New York. It was crime ridden. It was. It had slums. It there was graffiti everywhere. Times Square was a porno palace. This is um, really like the the gr nitty gritty city we're looking at here. These ex cops are the fucking nitty gritty. Uh oh. Uh, no, I guess the chase is over. Hey, I, I got some bad news. Yeah. For you. Too bad your daughter. He just terrorized that guy. He did. And this, oh, I guess this is another crime. And I guess this is a felony, right? Grand Theft Auto. Not kidding. Sure. And, you know, I don't know. What reckless drive. Look, he collapses. Oh, I guess he's done. Yeah. The truth is, it is over. It is All over right. this chase. Okay, so it's back to Godfather. Take the cannoli. So he's going in to get a cannoli. Yogurt. A yogurt and juice in 1979 in New York. <laughs> Well, the thing is, his his soon-to-be son-in-law, because his daughter's getting married, like, now, and they're, the wife's going to call throughout the movie about the dress and the invitations and stuff. The, the soon-to-be son-in-law wants to open a yogurt store. So, really, he's here investigating. He's going to order a yogurt, and then he's going to find out how yogurt's made, you know, which is basically milk going bad, curdling. And, oh, he wants and all the company's secrets. Yeah, he says, and then we get, we mix it with a bacteria culture, bacteria like uh like germs. Yeah, kind of like germs. You know, <laughs> man, frozen yogurt was big back then. The yeah, wheat germ. You put wheat germ on, it's a lot healthier. <laughs> and then he'll he'll go bleh and storm out. You know, it's a comedic. Yeah. It's a take. Uh, is he gonna get quiche later? Is his son Lyle still ordering quiche? Uh, Real men do not eat quiche in 1980. Oh. Uh, official preppies eat quiche in 1980. Or well, 82, I guess. Today, uh, anybody can absolutely quiche, eat quiche and be a real man. You know, even they they might have a cummerbund. Like, what do you call that bun? Uh, the man bun? <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, never mind. Okay, so now what we're getting is nitty-gritty, like, Cop stuff, cop stuff, and and he's there's there's been a high, you know, a kidnapping or 
I'm a little fuzzy on this point because they were doing a lot of incoherent mumbling. Okay, now, that guy has arrived home, and you might think he's arrived in a slum, and you're right, he has. But it used to be, like in the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, it was a, you know, a thriving community. So he's really mad at the real estate people who let minorities into his neighborhood and didn't Wait put a minute, that's why he's kidding. And the only thing he could do is kidnap a dog, as some some kid. Right. Like that's right. just, you know, now that you kidnap this kid, your your rantings make a lot more sense. Now I don't I'm know sorry. if this is a stereotype or not, but they just had like, uh, you know, in NASCAR when they go change the tires and stuff, they had like that kind of crew of criminals come out to raid the truck. Well, uh, hubcap ceiling jokes were popular back then. We saw the one in uh, Captain Africa. His, his right. car got it up that, in, in Central Park. That's right. Remember, he got a great parking. He could just park in Central Park. Oh, he, he found a parking spot. Didn't know you could do a park in there. Yeah. Uh, look, it's the day after, Carl. Well, yeah, the director's doing a good job here making clear why this guy's pissed off. Oh, he's giving the story. Yeah, and there's a lot of racism here. The guy's very mad uh, at these minorities who've moved in, and he calls uh, uh, Latino and African American people rude names throughout. Gotcha. Well, we, yeah. we don't have the audio on. So. Yeah. Thank you. Right. It's really bad. I'm writing. I'm writing a letter to YouTube right now as we speak. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. I am hitting yeah. report. I'm hitting yeah. the report button. Listen, here. Froggy the Flick. <laughs> Done with it. Change my mind. Canceled. I'm now the unknown. <laughs> the other guy hosting in this film. Now, this director is our Star Trek connection because this guy is the granddaddy of all Star Trek connections. He directed the pilot. Really? The Pike pilot? The stupid yep. Pike pilot? with. No, that stupid Pike pilot, everybody's been in, in every movie we've seen, everyone's been in that pilot. More, <laughs> more so than any other Star Trek or Star Trek adjacent show, right? What are you calling it, cheap? No, I'm just saying it's like they really blew it on that pilot. They should have stuck with it, man. They had a second pilot because of just that reason. They're like, we like it. We don't understand it. Make another pilot, you know, clean and it up, is, make it a more yeah. understandable. Use a different crew, a different cast. Well, uh, there was still Spock, and, um, you know, one interesting thing they did was take the pilot and turn it into a two-episode, you know, in the series, like a court-martial in which they were looking back in time. It was pretty cool. Huh. Oh, they, they took the pilot and made it to two episodes? That's pretty good. Right. They, yeah, Spock started flying the ship towards this planet, and they're like, the fuck you up to, Spock? And he goes, I'm sorry. You might as so well arrest me. The director of Night of the Juggler. Yeah. By the way, I went to, I went to see a night juggling show. That's, that was, I couldn't see anything. So it's the dumbest name. What happens here is the guy is like, these these crooks, these criminals that juggle in the books. Well, ah, tonight I'm going to be the juggler. Oh, now the juggalee has been the juggler. <laughs> That's right. I've switched places. <laughs> I, I used to be throwing balls at people. Not anymore. <laughs> now I we have an rotating. awful, disgusting scene uh, in which we also need to complain. Okay. 
canceled because it's like a it's only a threat it doesn't happen but like he's she's run away from him and found herself into this little hole but who should be in there but a disgusting dirty old man of an ethnic origin and it's just ugly it's not pretty the threats and you know he's gonna break a bottle it's i don't know anyway it's, it's, yeah our, our bad guy will kill him so spoiler <laughs> that makes him good i don't get it no oh, it doesn't it make him good it, it's like it's a part in a movie so that you can have something to watch. It's shock thing. And then it also sh proves that she can't run away again because it's not safe here. Right. Where are you going to run to? So that establishes a little bit of her cooperation. So we, we call these scenes delightfully Grindhouse. Oh, it's the Grindhouse experience. And then you watch it and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got to change the reel. Did you catch that one too? Yeah, the, you know, last time the projector changed the reel was during the chase. The beginning of the chase, a little duck came That sucks. Stupid. Oh, I guess you can't time it right for that, but that doesn't work. Yeah, you should at least like up. have it. All right, let's go. But first, I want to sip this coffee. All right, grab your coffee. Oh wow, that was fast. Okay, so he's under arrest. And he's in a hospital, okay? He did a lot of crimes, like stealing a car and blah, blah, right. blah. But now he's like, get me a cane. I can't use these crutches. I got to go get my girl. She was kidnapped. Get me a cane. I want get a cane, cane. and Joe, Joe Flaherty. Oh, he left. <laughs> but in, tr in point of fact, he's going to escape. He's going to try to escape. He's going to just kind of walk out. Without crutches? Yeah, well, no, he's not going to use that as a crutch. His daughter has been kidnapped. Oh, really? When? Oh, it was oh. Uh, during the 11-minute <laughs> chase. Excuse me, sir. The cop is like, oh, fuck, what are you kidding me? Don't fuck around. <laughs> Take that towel off your head, stupid. And he's like, you got to let me go, my kid, my girl. You don't know James Brolin? I know James Rowland. I keep Proving. rolling, rolling, rolling. He's he's in the hotel. He in the ABC in the eighties show. He was like uh -huh. the the head uh, honcho of the hotel. Really? Yes, really. He was in a bunch of stuff, and then suddenly Josh Brolin was in a bunch of stuff, and then Josh Brolin yeah. was in everything, including Thanos. My goodness. Yeah, he, there's an interesting interview where he says that. You know, he really enjoyed the uh, Thanos experience and blah, blah, blah. And uh, Deadpool was like a job to me. Because so uh -huh. cool. he was Thanos and he was in Deadpool 2 the same year. That's a good That's a good thing. Yeah, sure. That's, now, this guy says that his mother and um, James Brolin met on the set of Batman. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was like a casting executive there or something. And um, I don't know. She was a wildlife activist. They married 12 days after they met. Wow. Yeah. Then had Josh? And then had Josh, yeah. And then and they, they broke up? Divorced, but yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy's been married three times. But one of those times is to Barbara Streisand. I don't think they were ever married, Carl. Let me check my uh, Barbara book. 
Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I think they, but they've been still together. Yep. Yeah. Because like, I, I saw them, I think it was for the movie The Station Agent. So it was like early 90s, and this is in Los Angeles. That's when I, I saw them. I oh, know, I see. Well, yeah. let, me go to, uh, let me go to that website. Uh, Did the Marriage Die? Here. <laughs> no, no spoilers. <laughs> yeah, blow me out. Okay, so now he's meeting Tanelli, and he's explaining that his daughter's been kidnapped, and Tanelli's taking it seriously, but at the same time, he's like, you're under arrest. <laughs> you know, yeah. so you know we'll find we'll find her or whatever. So I, I was that's why I was all iffy when I said it before. I guess they don't know yet that uh, the kidnapping happened. He's learning it now. He's saying, "Leave the kidnapping, get the cannolis." Oh, it's a frozen yogurt. Yell at the frozen yogurt guy. I'll be right back. Good. Sake. I want you to go downtown and straighten that out. We're all real proud of you in the war. You're dead, too. <laughs> he has other roles, Carl. <laughs> Why don't you tell that girl you love her? I love you with all of my heart. With all of my heart. If I don't see you, I'm going to die. Roll it. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Keep them doggies rolling. Now we meet the dog. The dog that's dog tag got dropped. Oh, so it really was a dog tag. Yep. Minette, that doesn't make any So Crazy had this dog's dog tag? Well, it's just registered with the city. Dog tag. Yeah, but why did, right, that's the question. Why did he have it? Yeah. Oh, is that someone in the dark? Well, it's basically, he's coming home. This is where he's going to keep the girl until he gets his ransom money. You know, right. he's going to make his calls now. And we're learning that there's a ferocious dog. And pretty much, you know, if you try anything, you'll just get killed. And, and, and you know, I got you some lunch while I'm on a diet. No, you're going to eat it, little girl. I bought it for you. He's cuckoo. Right. Let's listen. You understand? I don't want to hear a sound. Okay? Yes. Just sit not a sound. Now listen, exactly Chucky. Exactly what we're hearing. Yeah. <laughs> listen, Chucky, I'm calling Hasbro right now and tell them that I have the original Chucky doll. <laughs> don't tell me, little girl. Ah. <sighs> What's okay, the number well, for I'll spare you the sound now because I thought he was going to like talk a little cuckoo to the girl. R really, what he's doing now is he's calling who he thinks, you know, should pay him a ransom. Oh, the, ran the real estate mogul guy. The real estate mogul. Now, I don't know. I'm not sure why the mother doesn't go, the fuck are you talking about? And hang up. Her daughter's right. sitting right there in the room, you know, but she doesn't. She takes it very seriously. She's, I got you a million dollar baby. I got her right here. Yeah. Chunks of meat. Chunks of meat. I don't know. Yeah. Are you from? Little million dollar kid here. I want the money. You get it. I'll call back. I don't understand. Are you from New Jersey? Yeah. What's with your accent? Why? 
You're from Bergen County, New Jersey, aren't you? You're from Hudson County. Are you calling now me an look, idiot? Look at how the daughter is dressed. The same way the kidnapped kid is dressed. Like Chucky. Two Chuckies. Right, a Chucky. See Chucky. They're trying to. Now I get your Chucky joke because of the overalls. He does. He yes, does and the curly like hair. With the hair. As she does look like, like Chucky. Right, there, there's a joke. <laughs> You think like Annie? The sun will come out tomorrow. I did get a nanny vibe from her every now and again watching this. Right. Uh, just because you said that, I didn't even realize it. At the time when she said "leaping lizards," that was a giveaway. Her eyes would be empty. You'd stare into her eyes like she was I hard know, to find that's... adorable. She was hard to find adorable because she was. Vapid and vacant on the inside. She didn't have eyes. Crazy. No soul. Ghost girl. Ghost girl. Windows are the window to your soul. And you have no window. <laughs> you have no eyes. So he's realizing. No, he, can... he doesn't know. No. No? just fine. I am low. The guy recognizes it right away. I got the wrong kid. He won't recognize it. He won't know it for the whole fucking movie, this dumb, dumb idiot. He's just tormenting this little girl. He's tormenting her anyway. He's, tormenting her. Her. he's not tormenting her. He's just, he has a, he's kidnapped her. <laughs> yeah, but if he realizes the wrong girl, ooh. He so doesn't. we have to wait till the end. So if, but he doesn't last five minutes, right? Ten minutes? Right, right. Minutes? Right, right, exactly. So, does the movie let the moment breathe, or is it at the last ten minutes? No, it doesn't let the moment breathe. He, he, he's like, when he finds out, he goes, "What do I care? I've got the money," you know. Right. Okay, Real New York City. Carla's husband. Yeah, I know. This is the reason why we're watching this movie. I went through his IMDb discography, and I looked up every single movie that he was in, and this uh -huh. movie stood out. That's great. Yeah. He he really plays his part in this. What he is is this is is he's pissed off. He's mad, and he will just play that with no depth at all. He'll just be mad this whole movie. He was on Tell Street Blues. Is he like? Should we listen to him? Uh, yeah. I'll put it on when he's in the interrogation room. <laughs> you see, Roland got fired because he blabbed about cops in the precinct. You know, uh. And so he's ne this guy got suspended without pay, and they bounced him around from precinct to precinct. He's just mad. So now he's going to get back at Brolin by pretty much kicking his ass. And, okay, and Brolin the whole time is like, my daughter's been kidnapped. Can we just work the case? You know, would you please call somebody? And <laughs> Right, you don't have to work the case. Look how clean-shaven he is. I'm not young with clean-shaven. Right. He's all dark. He, he was Nick Tortelli of the Tortellis, the 11th season uh, spin-off series of Cheers. Right. Here, let me turn this on. His, his wife was Casey Kasem's wife. Oh. That's a cool connection. Yeah. All right, they're going to fight. It's okay, he was a cop. 
He's from Syria. That's why he's so dark. So serious? Yes, he's always so serious. Syria is. <laughs> Carla! Blood simple. He was in a lot of great stuff. Ow! Do you remember him in uh, Joe versus the Volcano? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's like, I'm not asking you that. Well, also, uh, Hill Street Blues, he was in a lot of... Yeah, he was in Hill Street Blues from 81 to 84. Oh, well, he only in five episodes, it says here. Five episodes, but still. Memorable. So he had this minor role in Oliver Stone's Nixon, and then later he would play Nixon in that movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. The joke is that Richard is, has a nickname, which sounds like, like a penis. And it's Richard yeah. Nixon. And Richard you know, Nixon's a dick. Just today, doing a celebrity comedian countdown, uh -huh. I noticed that Richard is Rick Hard. Oh, so that's even worse. Yeah, like a dick. Yeah, dick hard. Yeah, dick hard. But it's you can't do that because it's Richard. It's not dick. Dick. You can do Richard. Okay, here comes Jackie Gleason's daughter. Oh, go ahead, yeah. say it. Jackie um, Gleason's uh, daughter. Oh, because they have a have a Her name is Linda Miller, and she's going to play the separated wife, and. You know, she, it's it's just interesting that she's Jackie Gleason's daughter. Okay, yeah, I think you mentioned that. It's basically they're just going to have a fight. Kathy should move to Connecticut. It's like, I don't know. It means well, life, is, life is complicated, I guess. But she's driving professionally, like a professional, like she's speeding up and she's... Uh... They're not chasing anyone or anything. She okay. What he did is he beat the shit out of Carla's husband, and then he walked out of the precinct. He just he's escaped. He's an escaped criminal now. Okay, so oh, so let's get us our chart out here. <laughs> <laughs> he terrorized the preacher. Right. All the Grand Theft Auto kidnapping, kidnapping right. himself. Like that's a punched a cop. Punched a cop. Listen, he had to kidnap that guy because his daughter was kidnapped. Don't like you understand a, what it's like kidnapped? No. Well, it's like a good rest that a child has. Like in the younger years, it's almost essential. Okay, look at that great New York. I mean, it's clearly the West Side, 10th Avenue, like uh, around Port Authority. Yeah, I know. It's great. There it is. Look behind him. See? It's Mayor Beam, Mayor Beam, Mayor Lindsay days. Right. Well, we just got through Reagan, the Carter administration. We're now into Reagan. Well, not really. This might be before Reagan. Uh, this was shot in 80. Uh, let's see. Do I have that information? Okay, you're right. 78. In June 13 of 78, they were in the middle of shooting and this and he broke his foot. Yikes. Um, see, there was another director, this guy named Sidney Fury or something. 
and he was a for real director and he was on the set directing for 23 days when Roland broke his foot and he quit. He quit. They they sued him. Uh, he won. He got 211, just about $200,000 for 23 days of work. Wow. So wait a minute. He had, uh, he was on set when someone got hurt and he got right. paid off. No, he, James Brolin hurt his foot. It was just an accident. And uh, then this guy, who, who's, who's going to be- There's no accident on set. Everyone here is responsible. We're all responsible here on set. Oh, this would be a great Columbo. Just one yeah, is question, it? Mr. Fury. Look, look, I quit the production. Go, must you go around here? Okay. Most the curious oh. thing uh, I heard on the tape roll, but. Uh, but before I go again. Well, anyway, uh, it was going to be like a long time until his foot was healed. He was going to be in a cast. But in the end, the like doctor report was erroneous. Uh, he, I guess he broke his foot, but it wasn't so bad or something. The cast came off and they started filming right away. So huh. uh, from June 13th to August 16th, production was shut down. So that's about a week. Uh, they then they started doing some non-principal photography, like like this scene kind of thing, in which Brolin's not around. Right. So that's why there's a lot of scenes. Then. So for some reason, the guy quit. By the way, this is the Dakota where John Lennon used to live. Uh huh. Well, whatever happened to him? Uh, John was and shot. Dakota. He was shot where? in December 1980. He never got oh, to see this film. Wait a minute. Where did he get shot? At the Dakota. Were they seeing this movie in 1980? Jesus yeah. Christ. Yes. No, in 78. This is 78. Okay, 78. But 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 seriously, in all reality, right now in this moment that we're this is being filmed, upstairs or downstairs is John Lennon with Sean Lennon as a little boy. It's 1978. Uh -huh. He's raising his kid right now, and all those wonderful years are happening. Uh, I guess the only bad thing is Yoko Ono. I don't think, I think he was probably the worst thing that ever happened to him, but, oh, <laughs> but that's all I gotta say, I gotta change his reel, Carl, the, the little <laughs> circles there. I gotta go back to the projection booth, I got some seconds. I'll be right back, have some, have some more popcorn. Yeah, have some juice. So, this is a big plot hole, Michael. Why does this family care? Their child has not been kidnapped. They're there waiting for the phone call of ransom. And he's like, you got to stay here on this case. I don't understand why the family cares. Do you follow me? You know, I think in high and low, the, uh, the rich executive cared or something like that. Like it was just, they were trying to kidnap the president's kid and they kidnapped like the lowliest guy in, at the company. like the uh, mm -hmm. And like, you know, do the police treat it the same way? And like, just how, you know, yeah. how it affects the other guy. And I think, you know, it was good. It was, it was solid. I think it was Kurosawa. I think it was like a crime, crime like modern day tale. Like it was based on a, a novel. You know, Maybe this novel. Just, not this novel, right? Yeah. No, because this one was absolutely named uh, Night of the Juggler. Night of the Juggler. Yeah. Uh, this guy wrote The Big Heat, which is a famous one. He was a TV. I guess I already told you about that. Well, he the Big Heat guy. What, the Big novel. Yeah, all right. Because it's, the phone is tapped, right? Or the, the, Yeah, it is. And they're not going to get the number. It's not quick enough. 
but he goes, do you have Prince Albert in the can? He just, it's weird. Yeah. All right, let's listen to it. Give me a million bucks, you'll never see a kid again, got it? Yeah. So listen, uh... Listen, listen, listen uh... Huh? I'll cut her up, you son of a bitch. She's sitting right here. Uh-huh. Yes, Ed. Told you? Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah, ticket. I got the million. Yeah, I got the million, yeah. <laughs> Where did you get it? Yeah. Like you felt their arms, Clayton. Mark? There's a concert there tonight. Behind the stage, there's a maintenance building. That's where I want the money. The maintenance building. Oh, the maintenance building. Mike, Mike write it down. Building. Yeah, but tonight there's a concert. Write it, write it down, Mike. How do I know that anyway? Is it M? Is it T E N or T A N? Maintenance. Non sequential. Just use your iPhone correct. Non sequential bills. Non sequential bills. Where are we gonna get non sequential bills? So we've been set up now for Act Three. Okay, it's going to go Thank down God. in Central Park during a concert. What at the Times Square? What? Uh, so here's the places in New York City I want to see. Uh, maybe the Guggenheim. No. Uh, street, 172nd Street. Uh, maybe Lincoln Center. Does it, do they chase by Lincoln no, Center? No, no. I don't think. Do they go up to the uh, World Trade Center? They go to Twin Towers? No, they don't go to the top of the uh, towers, no. What was that, 76 it was built or something? Yeah, right. They so so 78, it must be open to the public by then. I guess. I always think in 1980 it was open, but I'm always wrong about that. Do they go to the, they go to the garden? They do not go to the garden, no. <laughs> what you're going to see is a lot of 42nd Street. As a matter of fact, Carla's husband has gotten word that the, the dog tags were dropped. Something was dropped by some porno girl. So he figures the next move James Brolin is going to make is to go and try and get that whatever was dropped. It could be a clue. So he's off to the porno district. They actually literally call it the porno district. Sure, right. That's uh, 42nd. Look, there's Michael O'Donoghue. An eighth. Hey, can I be a stereotype in front of you? No, I'm not. I'm not looking for that. Right. Got a great piece of white chicken here. My daughter. Oh, not again. <laughs> Look, you jive turkey. I got your So you know when these booths were built with the video booth in there. Yeah. People didn't understand the concept. So the, the producers said, well, they had a structural video. So you go in there and a famous porn actress would explain how you would insert a quarter to watch it and then select the film. Uh -huh. And they had to stop it because people would just go in and jerk off to the instructional film. <laughs> save a buck. Yeah, you save a couple quarters. <laughs> oh, there's the band, right? The porno set di district. Yeah, that guy is, uh, he was in Moonstruck and the Addams Family and Pirates of Penzance. I don't know why he does this little bit part. Maybe it's early in his career. Oh, Manny Patekin was already used. Now, this is really 
based on a real porno palace, a peep show yeah. place. It, it, it's a, it's an empty warehouse. They rebuilt the set. But the thing is, it's you're seeing what was in New York. And I won't – you always get so cringy when I get real. Uh, oh, no. I've been to it. I've been to it. I've been to it. Yeah. So. The 80s, I think I've been to it. And they had, like, Leslie Lady in San Francisco is, is famous for having uh, some more layups. I don't think they had phones. Yeah, right. It's like jail. No, he's like, get me that girl. She's right over there. Get me that girl. I'll be your girl, honey. You're not listening to me. If this is a whole, like, I crazy don't, but scene. daughter kidnapped. Right. So what he's going to do <laughs> is more crimes. Instead of going to the manager and going, hey, listen, my daughter's been kidnapped. There's some evidence here. You know, instead of saying, like, going to the manager, could you please go get your employee and ask her for, you know, no. He goes right to the, come here, come here, and he's going to break down the door, and he's going to have a fight with the bouncers. <laughs> he's a criminal. He's a criminal. My daughter. My daughter. Gotcha. Wait a minute. That's how much time I get. My daughter. Yeah. All right. We'll open the partition. Another quarter. You have change. Look at him. He's using the loose change in there. So they won't go get the girl. So he's going over to the booth, probably where she's closest. I'm reporting all this to YouTube, by the way. He's good. There she is. Now she's a real life pornography actress, um, Sharon Mitchell, back in the oh. day. Today she's like a sexologist, health advocate, you know, but back in the day she was one of the stars. Wow. And star of uh, this film. Yeah, that's right. Night of the Jugs. <laughs> the Jugglers. Jiggly, jiggly jugs. Okay, so even this Sharon came over and said, oh, you lost your girl. Don't worry, you'll find another one. Everyone's just frustrating him like crazy. So he's, right. gonna, he's not going to take it. He can see where the guy comes in. He's Wait, he's going right busted. back there. Look at this. Look at this. Into the naked yeah. world, the girls are, and everyone's walking. Oh God. That's a no no, right? No touching in the champagne room. No touching in the champagne room. Oh, boom. Yeah, well deserved. That's what happens when you walk in here. Right now, what do you think's going to happen, right? Eyes and the boots are jerking off furiously. That's what <laughs> I think is happening. That's a kink, right? You guys, you guys never had that show again. I love that show. <laughs> yeah. Kick it off. Get Chris Christopherson in here again. This is the poor man's Chris Christopherson. I think he's like a classy man. He's in hotel, Carl. That's classy. Look at his like, I'm a working man shirt. I'd say, yeah. They're working him. <laughs> I look sex and violence. Ow! Boom. This place is so huge. They throw, kick him out, and he's still not. He's still inside. <laughs> yeah. Like they didn't kick him out. There he is. Cop. He's kicked to the curb. It's not kicked to the curb. He's still in there. Well, the cops are coming now, so he's evading the police. Well, by going to a and look, food. Sharon says, "Here you go. Here's the dog tag. Here's whatever it was dropped." 
Now he sees that it's a dog tag. So now he's got a lead. He can go right. and find out who re- owns the dog. Gonna go to the dog's files. Right. Give me the right. files. Punch, right. punch. And there's no computers. Now, look, look. That's clearly across the street from New York Library. Yeah. And remember, there's the, there's the they're going to be in the park in the back. That's 42nd Street, clearly by the library. Now, look at Carla. Carla's husband. Like I said, he's going to be mad the whole movie and nothing else. Just furious. Furious. The king of the resting, uh, resting bitch face. Yeah. Now, look what he's got in his hand. Oh, just a shotgun? Right. Listen, you've done this. In the How many times? Of New York City. That's New York. He thinks it's New Jersey? That looks like he does. Look. He shoots a hot dog. You know that bullet kept going, right? It kept traveling. Yeah. Who knows who he killed? Look, there he goes again. Bam! Come here, you West, can we web it? (laughs) (laughs) Now they're in the back, you know, that park in the back. Right. 41st Street. He's going to go into the Letterman's uh, studio. (laughs) That's right. I guess it was the Ed Sullivan Theater at this point. Yeah. Whoa! Imagine you play like Keystone Cops music. Only in New York. Bam! Look, he's pow! Right across these. Yeah. He is a criminal chasing a criminal who's going after a criminal. With bell bottoms. You see Dan's bell bottoms when he was shooting in the middle of the street? Yeah. Listen, this guy. He Look walked down the middle of Fifth Avenue and he sh- took a shot Look. and he didn't get arrested. He's shooting the window displays. <laughs> and he, and he, the gla- pain glass is falling on people. Yeah. Taxi, anywhere but here. It's all right, officer. I'm a New York City cop. That's right. That's right. Now, now the cops, okay, I'll, the cops do give him shit. There he goes. He's mad still the whole movie. It just looks like he's mad. He's actually having a good time. <laughs> See, now we're at a Shakespeare festival. You can't bless people on the sidewalk. Okay. That's pretty good. This is where the concert will be tonight. And this is like Tanelli. Okay. And he, they're checking out the, t- what is it? A guard tower? What is it? The guard tower? Oh, you the clock tower? No. What no, was the drop-off point? Oh, in Central Park? Was that stupid castle in the middle of the park? Yeah, that's cloisters. not stupid. That's a really the, cool castle. What, the cloisters? Fucking stupid castle. The cloisters is even better. That's for real, that shit. That's all. Fuck that shit. If, okay. I wanted to go in, if I wanted to go to a castle inside a park, I would just take acid. What the fuck's wrong with you? Well, hey, what do you want to do? Do want to go to the city? Yeah, let's go to the city. You want to go to the park in the city? Yeah, let's go to the park in the city. You want to go to the cloisters in the park in the city? Just fucking, never let's mind. No, look, I like the cloisters. It's, 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 it's okay. All right. So what's happened is the real estate guy has called like the mayor and something, and they're like, "We're taking this guy out." And he goes, "They could be crossfire in the kid. He's always using the kid as a shield." So. What the cops care about crossfire? We just saw Dan Hayes shoot everybody. Well, yeah, and he didn't even get in trouble, man. 
Yeah, and we didn't even hit anybody. I guess I guess he didn't hit anybody. I guess. But it's like they could at least hit Brolin. Yeah, right. That's who he's going for, right? Mr. Yeah, Every I mean, time. At least one look at him. Okay, so he Tinelli wins the argument. You're not going to be up in the towers and fight, you know, not with a little girl. So instead, we'll hide in this little, uh, what is this called? We'll hide in this little house with it and we'll put the house, money here. We'll nab him <laughs> when he takes the money. Is this the Central Park Lighthouse? No, there is no such thing. Yeah, in case when it gets foggy and like ships are coming. No, the lighthouse is under 